Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. How are you? I'm so glad to be with you today. It's actually, as I'm recording this, it's Thanksgiving Eve. And uh, so the timing of this one is actually quite perfect for the topic that I'm going to talk about, which is five unusual things to be thankful for. They all have a career implication and beyond that, a life implication. So a little background on this. I wrote a blog last year at Thanksgiving time called Five Unusual Things to be Thankful for. And it's probably the best read blog I've ever written. It um, got quite a lot of traction. And so now that I'm podcasting and still blogging, I decided that I wanted to talk about my list for this year of five unusual things to be thankful for. And this year, I've made them very personal. They all come from uh, things that have happened this year that I think are very applicable to, to all of us. So as I promised in previous episodes, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about myself. So my name is Lisa Edwards. I've told you a little bit in previous podcasts about my education and my my credentials and all of that uh, and uh, my background in higher education career services. I am the mom to two adult kids. I thought I'd share that with you this week. So I have a son named Reese who's 25 and working for the New York Red Bulls. He lives up in New Jersey. And I have a daughter, Chloe, who's 23 and is um, finding her way in the world, thinking about a dental, um, being a dental hygienist. And um, she lives in Quincy, Illinois. And uh, I live in Tallahassee, Florida. So we have uh, about a thousand miles between each of us. And uh, what I've learned from that experience is that it makes the times that we can get together really special because we don't get to see each other more than a couple of times a year. Um, but I'm at this time of year, especially in coming into the Christmas holidays, when I will get to see them, I'm very, very thankful for them. So here's what I want to say to set the stage for this list of unusual things to be thankful for. Each of us is really thankful for the obvious good things that happen in our life. When something um, amazing happens, we get that fantastic job. We get a windfall of money. Things go the way we want to. We're very thankful for those opportunities, um, those, those situations in our life. But very few of us take time to find the good and be thankful for the difficulties in our lives. So what my life coach says and her name, by the way, is Brooke Castillo, who I'm madly in love with. Brooke says that you should expect 50% of your life to be negative emotion. And that, in fact, it's that negative emotion that brings meaning to the good things that happen in your life. If everything was fantastic, there wouldn't be that contrast by which you knew one from the other. She actually calls those uh, difficult times in our life ass. Um, and that we should expect about 50% of our life to be asked. So if you think about it, you wouldn't know what health was if you'd never been sick. You wouldn't be able to appreciate beauty if you'd never seen ugliness. And you wouldn't be able to appreciate wealth if you hadn't experienced some poverty. So again, it's the contrast that brings meaning to life. And so 
we're going to talk about some things that could easily be dismissed as ass <laughs> in my life this year. And, and at the time, I think I probably categorized them as such. But I can look back on those situations now, um, and some of them I'm still going through, and I can see the good in them. And so that's the message for today. I would encourage each of you to develop some type of a daily gratitude practice. So what I do is first thing in the morning, I have a gratitude journal, and I write down three things that I'm thankful for, and two things that I'm thankful for in advance. So... Uh, I'm talking about things that have yet to happen, have yet to manifest. But I'm showing gratitude for those things as if they had already happened. Because by asking for those things, I believe that they're on their way. And so I'm thankful in advance. So however you choose to do a gratitude practice, I just encourage you to do a gratitude practice. I think it's a beautiful way of increasing your awareness about the things in your life that you have to be thankful for. And also, again, thinking of things that might not seem as though you should be grateful for them, having gratitude for those things. So I think that also, this is a process of managing your mind. So I'm not suggesting that everything is sunshine and daisies and puppies, but rather that you can find the good in the midst of the bad. I think that that's an incredibly important skill. I know I've worked very hard on developing that skill in the last, uh, particularly in the last year. So really just managing what you think about circumstances when they come your way. What are you saying to yourself? What are the sentences in your head about that circumstance? What are you making that mean? So as I said, last year I wrote this blog, Five Unusual Things to Be Thankful For, and so now I've decided to make that an ongoing annual practice at Thanksgiving. So this year, as I said, it's coming directly from my life and the lessons that I've learned, I think are going to be applicable to each of you listening in some way. So I invite you to kind of open yourself up to how these lessons might apply to you. So for each of my five things, I've got three lessons learned that I'm going to share with you. And I'm going to do this in David Letterman style, starting with number five. So number five, I'm grateful for facing a difficult year with a lot of uphill battles. And this is particularly in my business. I really struggled through some growing pains in my business this year. And, and without those struggles, I, I started thinking as I was preparing for this, what has happened, what has come out of already come out of these struggles. For First of all, I started a podcast. Um, that took a lot of guts, you guys. Um, if you've ever done anything like this, there's, there's, the, there's knowing that you have enough knowledge to do it, and then there's also the, the technical piece. There's what do I need to purchase? What do I need to do? There's the marketing. There's so many moving parts to this, and I'm incredibly proud of starting that podcast. And I wouldn't have done it had things gone, you know, completely smoothly this year. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have taken the risk. I also hired an intern who's really redesigned my website and my social media strategy. So through all of these struggles, I recognized that I needed that help. I needed specifically social media and online help. And also because of these struggles, I hired a life coach and a branding coach 
to address specific areas I had identified in my business as being problematic. And, and with the life coach, really areas of my thinking that I recognize as problematic. So there's a whole lot of more things that have come out of this difficult year that I've been in with these growing pains. But you know, here's what I learned. When things are going along like a well-oiled machine, everything's running beautifully, you're highly unlikely to rock the boat and make changes. So I encourage you, I invite you to appreciate the difficulties and don't make those difficulties about you, but rather about your business or your work. So I think that the key here is what do you make those difficulties mean? What's the sentence in your head about them? And I cho chose to make them mean that I needed to make pretty significant changes in my business as it grew. And uh, it wasn't uh, anything to do with me. It was to do with my business. All right, number four. I'm thankful for being sick more than usual this year. This has been an odd year for me, and I think I shared this on a previous podcast, but I um, ended up in the hospital at the end of September with something called diverticulitis. Great fun, by the way. I had a horrible bout of bronchitis over the summer, right in the midst of trying to do training for a large company in Orlando. That was a nightmare and, and, and quite a challenge. And then... <laughs> Randomly, I'm currently fighting an ear infection. I went to the doctor on Sunday to one of those minute clinics. She's like, ooh. I said, yeah, I know. It hurts a lot. And so, you know, I, I'm on my fourth round of antibiotics as I, as I speak. But here's what those illnesses have taught me. Number one, I have accepted help when it is offered. So I've been in a position multiple times this year where I had to be willing to accept help. You know, and here's what I know about that. If I don't allow those people to help me, I'm denying them of the blessing that they have coming to them for the assistance that they're able to give me. So I learned to be appreciative, be thankful, and not try to say, oh, I've got this, I can do it myself, because I really couldn't. The other thing that I learned about being sick so much was that I I had to ask for help, that there were specific needs that I, I needed, there were errands that I needed run, and people were willing to help, but I had to be specific about what my needs were. Um, and so I'm accepting the help, I'm not afraid of asking for help. And then thirdly, I learned how to manage my mind when I was sick. So my tendency, and I don't think I'm alone in this regard, is that I tend to spiral down mentally when I'm sick because I don't want to work, I don't want to do anything. And in the past, I've made that mean something about me as a person. And this year, I've really been able to say, Lisa, you don't want to work because you're in a lot of pain or you're, you're in, have a fever or whatever the case was. And to allow myself that time to heal without A, forcing myself to work, or B, berating myself because I didn't feel like working. I hope that makes sense. All right, so that was number four. Being sick more than usual, I'm thankful for it. I, I am, however, ready for it to be done, and I, I'll, I'll experience the contrast of health soon, I'm sure. All right, the third, number three thing that I'm grateful for this year was taking a bad fall. So I don't want to go into specifics about what happened, but I was injured about a year ago due to faulty maintenance. And 
so this last year for me, on top of being sick a lot, has been about a lot of therapy to get back what I had lost in terms of my, my injury. So here's what I learned from that. First of all, if you are genuinely injured or harmed, go after restitution. You deserve it. It will not be easy, but you will regret it if you don't at least try to get that restitution. The second thing I learned about taking a bad fall was not to feel sorry for myself. It's not going to help the healing process. Deal with, the, deal with the challenges, deal with the problems, make the accommodations that you need to make to work around the, the limitation, but don't feel sorry for yourself. Feeling sorry for yourself in any circumstance of your life will never, ever serve you. I learned that something that seemed so terrible at the time, I remember being really in a state of panic about what this meant for my, you know, long-term health. It can actually turn out to be a blessing. So in my case, there was a financial blessing. You may experience some other type of blessing in the midst of this, um, but, but be open to those blessings that come along. Um, people who do kind things for you or results that you might not have expected. All right, number two, I am grateful for getting into a seemingly good situation that wasn't. So someone reached out to me, oh gosh, about a month ago with an opportunity that sounded really good at first for some subcontracting work. But upon closer inspection, I looked at the RFP, I realized that it would have been a huge time suck from my business, both in terms of the application process and then the actual doing of the thing, and that it would have taken me away from my business's primary focus. So what that process taught me was I, I learned that I want to at least have the conversation to see where it takes me. I, I had a great growth opportunity when that person reached out to me about this opportunity because I had to manage my thoughts about whether to even respond to him. It was very interesting to watch myself um, freak out a little bit and kind of have a little panic attack and then to be able to drill down and figure out what the panic was about and what the panic wasn't about. I also learned to get my ego out of the way and look at the facts of the situation because when I looked at those facts, that's when I really saw that this was not a good fit for me, that it was going to be a huge time suck, that I was not at all confident in our ability to win the contract. Uh, certainly not, I had no doubt of my ability to do the, the, the coaching did not believe that we would win the contract based on the way the RFP was structured. So I really got my ego out of the way and looked at the facts of the situation. But the third thing I learned from that situation was to pay attention to my gut. So at the same time I was looking at the facts, looking at how much time it was going to take me just to complete the RFP and some serious concerns that I had about my ability to answer the questions on the RSP, uh, um, RFP, I also was listening to my gut and the turmoil in my stomach about this process. And it wasn't, again, about my ability to do the job. It was about the process that we would have to go through to get the contract. So 
that getting into a seemingly good situation that wasn't uh, was a really a good blessing for me. It was a huge growth opportunity. And number one thing that I'm grateful for this year was being in an environment that didn't energize me. So at one point this year, I spent some time at a friend's house. And while the surroundings were great, um, the external surroundings, the environment, the internal environment wasn't conducive to the work that I had intended to get done while I was there. So here's what, that, what I learned from that experience is that sometimes free isn't. And it really caused me to think about what I was sacrificing for something that was supposed to be, I think, a gift to me that I was really actually giving up quite a bit. Secondly, I learned how important, and this is something I knew, but I learned even more how important it is to surround yourself with what energizes you, that it really makes a huge difference. And then thirdly, I really learned to drink in my positive environments when I'm in them. So, you know, coming back home, being in my, in my own space with my own stuff and having um, a very um, uncluttered, simplified environment was just so healing for me. So again, the five things, the unusual things that I'm grateful for this year. Number one was facing a difficult year with a lot of uphill battles because of the growth that I've experienced in my business because of them. Number four, being sick more than usual because I really learned to ask for and accept the help of others and be okay with that part of life that is ass and being okay with myself when I'm in those times. Number three, I learned that taking a bad fall, <laughs> whether that's a physical fall that you've taken or whether it's a, a metaphorical fall, it's not always as bad as you think it's going to be. And, you know, you have to decide whether you deserve to be compensated, whatever that may be in your situation. But if you deserve compensation, go after it. Number two, I was thankful for getting into a seemingly bad situation that was a seemingly good situation that wasn't so good after all, because I grew so much in my relationship with myself and my trust of myself through that process. And then finally, I learned that being in an environment that doesn't energize me is not worth it and that it is incredibly important for me to surround myself with things and, and by extension, people that energize me and lift me up. So what in your life that you've thought of as terrible, quote unquote terrible, could actually be viewed as a blessing? So think about this. What in your life has caused you to look at yourself, the people in your life, or your work in a different light? What in your life has required a shakeup of the way you normally go about your daily tasks? What in your life has caused you physical pain or discomfort? For each of those questions, how can you create goodness out of the situation? How can you 
grow as a person, see the good in the in, in the situation, and and evolve to the next best version of yourself through that circumstance. Again, it's not about thinking that that situation is beautiful and it's sunshine and daisies and and lovely and wonderful. It's not that. It's it's saying, "Hey, I'm experiencing some ass right now, but I can see I can see the good that comes out of it." And you know, I'm reminded of a very very traumatic time in my life that happened back in 2009 and I don't want to go into details about it but suffice it to say it was it was horrific and and more horrific than many people will ever deal with and somehow the day that it happened from that almost the moment it happened I somehow said to myself you're going to pay attention to the blessings that come out of this. There's going to be good. And I remember being conscious conscious of the good, the, the kind things that people were doing for me, the, the, the generosity that people showed me. Um, and I was so aware of that all through that very difficult situation. And it made all the difference in the world. And so my point in telling you that story, which wasn't on my notes, I wasn't going to share that, but it really came up for me as I was as I was talking. My point is that even in the midst of that situation, which was, again, horrific, I was able to have this presence of mind about finding the good in the situation. Was the situation good? Most definitely not. Was I able to see good in the situation? Absolutely. So if you guys want to talk about your specific career or job search situation, then let's set up time for a 15-minute quick call. You can access my calendar at www.timetrade.com backslash book backslash the number six, B as in boy, V as in Victor, V as in Victor, G as in girl. So that's www.timetrade.com backslash book backslash 6BVVG. I hope to hear from you. You're also welcome to put a question in the question box. And please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And I hope that I'm able to serve you. Give me ideas for the kinds of career management uh, information, topics that you'd like me to cover going forward. And I will do my very best to accommodate you. Because again, as I say with every one of these podcasts, you've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach. So be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.